You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. going on everybody welcome welcome everybody into the overreaction buffalo post game show brought to you by the market dominator team on the buffalo rumblings vidcast network presented by picasso's pizza picasso's treat yourself to the most flavorful pizza on game day picasso's we are buffalo pizza shipping local and nationwide order online at picasso's pizza.net it's good to have you my chair is giving me problems much like my football team. My name is Joe Miller. I'm the voice of the overreaction Buffalo post game show. You can find me on Twitter at Joe Miller wired. It is so good to have every single one of you. Thank you for joining me. As we always like to say, uh, make sure that you uh, like and subscribe. We are super chat live on this year's show. So if you are not watching me on YouTube uh, right now, do me a favor, jump over to YouTube, the, the uh, Buffalo rumblings, YouTube channel, uh, and then you can uh, get my attention by super chatting. It'll show up on my screen as a uh, bright, what uh, bright colored, brightly colored box with your comment or your question. Uh, but uh, yes, please, whatever platform you're on, like and subscribe. And whether this podcast finds you around a cup of coffee at the gym with your AirPods in on the drive to work or watching me live right now, let me just say one more time. Welcome. It's good to have you. I'm sure that we're all feeling about the same. But before we get the, as we like to talk about, the madness started in uh, on this show, let's hear from our show's title sponsor, the market dominator, John Spaschek himself. John, take it away. Introducing the market dominator. Folks, I'm John Spaschek. That's right, the market dominator. And I am the proud sponsor of the Overreaction podcast hosted by my good friend, Joe Miller. You know, his approach is absolutely outstanding. It's excellent. And that's what our approach is when we get into real estate. We help our clients win just like our beloved team is doing week in and week out. So folks, if you want somebody representing you with the most cutting edge technology, using artificial intelligence and everything we can get our hands on to help you win, you reach out to me directly, 716 570-3298. We will answer our phone. And one more thing. Go Bills. Go Bills. That is John Spaschek, the market dominator. He is a good friend of mine. Do me a favor if you're in the market to buy or sell a home. Please give John a call. 
3298. It's so good to have all of you piling into the chat. Brian Bowers is in the room. James is in the room. Sean Hope is in the room. Oh, yeah, Sean Hope. Sorry. Drew Neighbors is in the room. Good to see you. Who's a uh, looks like a Vikings fan. Tracy Fichter is in the room. Xavier Stutz is in the room. Who else? Uh, Daniel Gowries is here. Like, all oh, Cam Geezy's here. Pam's here. Got our first super chat. Super chat from James. James, thank you so much for being a part of the show. I tell you what's going on. We've got crappy coaching decisions going on absolutely pathetic to not kick a field goal and take the 30 to 17 lead om fg i don't know where i so oh man um and i get it there's people all over twitter right now going oh it wouldn't have mattered if they kicked the field goal they still would have lost well you don't know that right so there's, there's an aspect of yes i understand from a possession standpoint that it would not have necessarily changed like the the, the position of the game but it absolutely would have changed the way the Vikings had played the game. Uh, there is a little bit of a deflation that happens when your quarterback throws a bad interception in the red zone, which Josh Allen, who spent the first several years of his career not having thrown a red zone interception, has done it quite a bit recently. Um, that's not really what this show is about. But, you know, for me, I love it. I love the moxie. I love the arrogance. I love the flow. I love what it does to your opponent when you're winning by two possessions and you're like, you know what? We're going to go for it here on fourth and one or fourth and two in the red zone because we're better than you. Um, I don't love it when you're not better than them. I don't know how to say it any other way than that. And the reality is, is this football game, you know, it's an, it's an unfortunate, unfortunate emotion to be coming at you probably the way that I'm feeling, the way that you're feeling, because I'm frustrated, I'm not happy. Um, the way that this show is going to be somewhat presented is not going to be super great, and the reason it's unfortunate is because there was a lot of great football in this game. There was a lot of great plays, there was back and forth, there was great suspense, there were surprises, execution was good at times by both teams, there were some mistakes by both teams. It was a it was a it was a good football game between two good football teams. And I think that's as the narratives are written this week, that's what's gonna probably get lost in this conversation or these conversations that we have is the fact that the Bills didn't go out there and lose to, you know, the the Denver Broncos, right? The Bills didn't go out there and lose to a garbage football team in some other division. They didn't even lose to the Jets, who, you know, the Jets are we still believe the Jets are the Jets. They're, they've got a good defense, but, you know, anytime you've got Zach Wilson as your quarterback, it's not going to be great. But the Jets are, a, are a, what, an up-and-coming team. They didn't lose the Jets. They lost to the Vikings. The Vikings are 7-1. and one. The Vikings are a good football team. They've got Justin Jefferson. They've got Dalvin Cook. They've got a good defense. They've got good players. they got Patrick Peterson, uh, who logged himself to Josh Allen red zone interceptions in this football game. It's just unfortunate that... Uh, it, it, I think it's the way that the Bills lost. And we're going to talk about it. You know, Josh Allen basically said in his press conference that, uh, you know, he feels like the Bills are blinking. Uh, Stefan Diggs said in his press conference that, you know, there's something going on in the first half where they're playing well and they come out firing and there's, I'm going to, I'm going to use a word he didn't. There's a sense of urgency. And then in the second half, they kind of hit a lull. Blink, they're blinking. Blinking doesn't necessarily mean being nervous. Blinking can also mean taking it easy. You're up 17 points. Where I sat, and I'll be honest with you, I'm super, super thankful for the opportunity to sit 
in the house capital and Rick Borman uh, law firm suite uh, for this football game. Took my mom to the game. We had a great time. Uh, but even people in that suite midway through the third quarter when the Bills were up 17-0, were dipping out. The game was over. And you almost kind of got that feeling that the Bills did the same thing. This game is over. Peace out. And then when it was like, uh-oh, there's a measure of trying to turn it back on. But the Bills, it feels like, are blinking. Josh Allen said as much. He feels like there's moments where they're blinking. And upon Vaughn Miller hearing that, he said they're not. <laughs> I love Vaughn Miller press conferences are the best. You, 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 you sit around and you ache all day long after these football games. And I've got all these notes and they're like, the notes I have are schizophrenic. And, and that's what the bills do a lot of times is, you know, they're not playing well early and all my notes are rah, 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 like garbage notes or this team. And then like they pull it out and win or they play amazing at the beginning like this game. And all my notes are like Josh Allen's back, baby. Third and Josh, like things are awesome. The defense has fixed the problems. Gabe Davis is catching footballs. Isaiah McKenzie's executing. And then they go into the tank and it's like, oh, blah, 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 blah. and it's just like, but you listen to a Vaughn Miller press conference and Vaughn Miller's like, man, I love Kirk Cousins. I love Dalvin Cook. I love these guys. This guy's great. Patrick Peterson came in the league with me. We were we were draft buddies. Like I love those guys. You know, the the, the Rams were seven and one when I got traded to the Rams, and we lost three straight. And everybody said we were bad. And Matt or uh, uh, Matthew Stafford had an elbow problem, and he's like, "Sound familiar?" And it's like, I hate you, Von Miller, for making me feel better about all this. <laughs> I'm about to swear. Sorry. Hang on a second. I got a lot of notes. They're schizophrenic. I want them to be I want them to be positive. Want with all my heart to be positive. They're just not gonna be positive. It's a loss. And I'm about to throw this chair I'm sitting in away because the back will not stay. Um this is the first time, if you have not heard this already, this is the first time in the history of Ralph Wilson Stadium. Hi, Mark. That the Bills lose a game after leading at the halftime at halftime by 14 points. Not great, Bob. They have not had a second-half touchdown since the game-winning touchdown in Kansas City. I was at that game. Not great, Bob. I was wearing this jersey. Not great, Bob. They're struggling with turnovers. And, and I'll, I'll be the first to admit or say, I think I tweeted it out to somebody or I replied to somebody that the Devin Singletary turnover probably was not a fumble. His elbow was probably down. The problem is, is that they called it a fumble on the field and there was not conclusive evidence via video to overturn it. I sat in the suite and I that was like, there's as much as that I can, I can surmise from seeing that video that his elbow was down. You can't conclusively determine that his elbow was down before that ball came out. They've got an inability to make stops on defense, especially when it matters. We'll get to that because I know what all of you are already thinking. But Joe, they did stop him on defense. <laughs> The Bills won. <laughs> Is that really stopping him on defense? Bad penalties at bad times. Players, you know, maybe trying to make highlight real plays instead of knocking the football down. Cam Lewis talking to you. I've been saying it for weeks and people are beginning to chirp it back to me that they don't want to hear it anymore. That, uh, the only team that can beat the Buffalo Bills is the Buffalo Bills, and the Bills did it to themselves again in this game. But from the top, let's just start at the beginning. 
The Minnesota Vikings come into Orchard Park seven and one. The Buffalo Bills are six and two, or were six and two, I should say. The Bills are favored in this game. I think the line started at three and a half. Then, when they decided or realized, when Vegas realized that Josh Allen was going to play, the line moved to I think six. Excuse me, six or six and a half. A game that you know shouldn't mean as much to the Bills as maybe the Browns game would, outside of just trying to stack Ws. You know. The Bills are needing to stay in front of the Dolphins. They need to stay in front of the Chiefs. And the Chiefs, you know, the Dolphins won today, and the Chiefs won basically just by not playing. The Chiefs are now in first place in the AFC. The Dolphins have sole possession of first place in the AFC East. The Bills are third. Now, that doesn't mean that they're out of the playoffs. The The, the, play, the season could end today. I haven't looked at the stats. And the Bills being third in the AFC East, they could still potentially make the playoffs. I mean, there's great speculation even by me before the season started that the AFC West was going to send three teams to the playoffs. They're clearly not going to. They might send one. Not might. They, they're going to send one at least, but probably only send one. The reality is, is the Buffalo Bills just couldn't finish this game. They couldn't close it out. I don't want to say that they folded like a chair, but they there was there was a collapse. There was a collapse in this football game. And you, ha- it's funny because if you look at the last couple of years. And what the Buffalo Bills have done, they come out hot. And this is going to be part of the story of my, this, my story of this game. And then they kind of hit the skids in the middle of the of season. And then they come out, they finish the season red hot again, but they lose that first round bye. And the reality is, is if you're a Chiefs fan, <clears throat> there's a reason Chiefs fans on Twitter and Facebook and social media don't worry about the Buffalo Bills because the Buffalo Bills, the Chiefs don't have to do anything to go out and win the number one seed except do whatever the Chiefs are going to do because the Bills are going to surrender that number one seed to them every year. They've done it the last two or three years. All on their own. They find they, they hit the skids in the middle of the season. They, they end up just beating themselves. They lose a couple games in a row. Then they finally turn it back on again. I don't, I don't get it. It doesn't make sense to me, but that's effectively what seems to happen. But if you want storylines, this is the game for storylines. And the funny part is like this game outside of Josh Allen playing didn't deliver on many of the storylines. You, uh, Stefan Diggs had a great game. Didn't score. Uh, obviously the bills lost. Uh, Justin Jefferson had a good game. He did score a touchdown, but he didn't really take over the game. Harrison Phillips didn't really make a huge splash Trey didn't play. But when you look at like the storylines coming in Diggs first game against the Vikings, Jefferson versus Diggs, you know, the player that was traded for the pick uh, that, that, that got Justin Jefferson and, one of the things that's not ever included in that conversation is the seventh rounder that we got from the Vikings as well was Dane Jackson. And Dane Jackson clearly has become a very serviceable player for the Buffalo Bills. Case Keenum revenge game didn't get a chance to play. Unfortunately for him, Harrison Phillips, Phillips revenge game, Trey, the Trey suspense is Trey is Tredavious white ever going to play. I remember, I remember, I don't want to say getting in arguments, but I remember people clapping back at me on Twitter People that feel like they know more than everybody else. Oh, this ACL tear is only a six-month injury. And I was like, actually, it's six to nine, and it could go a year. Don't expect to see Tredavious White till probably next year, Thanksgiving. And people just, you know, you know what Twitter warriors are like. Joe, you don't know what you're talking about. It's like, well, here we are. It's almost Thanksgiving. And guess who has not taken the field yet? We don't know why. There's rumors circulating out there that it's in his head, that he doesn't trust the knee yet. And I'll be honest with you, as a dude that just had knee surgery, I get that. Totally, 100% get that. Jake Podger is in 
the comment section right now, and he works out at STA with me. Who, oh, by the way, Cam Lewis works out at STA, as does Terrell Dotson in the offseason. They both had good games today. He knows that, but he knows that I've been struggling with this knee problem for the last two years. Um, but it, it gets in your head, man, and there's a trust issue there. But the trace suspense, clearly the Bills are dealing with more injuries. Gregory So didn't play. AJ Epinesa played, I thought, very well in his stead. And then the Josh Allen injury, when you talk about storylines, his status. Is he going to play in this football game? And the Bills played the game with Josh Allen right, right up to the moment that he almost walked on the field. Josh Allen did not come up for warm-ups until the, the media, I think, left or until the inactives came out, and then he finally came out and warmed up. He went back in, came out dressed. The Bills didn't say anything. Matt, the Matt Barkley timeline completely passed. I thought for sure. I thought for sure Matt Barkley was getting called up just even to kind of add to that suspense as far as like, well, Barkley's called up, you know, blah, 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 blah. Obviously, the Bills didn't want to lose that roster spot because they wanted to keep five running backs on the roster. Miss me with that, but we'll talk about that in a second. But at the end of the day, like literally, <laughs> they didn't even call out the starting offense. They called out the defense. So even at the beginning of the game, nobody knew who was going to start this football game until the announcer said, now in a quarterback, Josh Allen. And the crowd went wild. I mean, they the, the, the Bills front office played it straight, straight. As they, they, they held on to that rope as long as they could possibly hold on to it. Didn't help in this game, but they did it. Clearly, the, the the Minnesota Vikings were ready to face Josh Allen and probably whoever else they played. But it's good to see that the Bills are trying to fix some of the problems as well that this team has seemingly had over the last several weeks. You know, making the switch from, Cam, from Jaquan Johnson to Cam Lewis. I thought Cam Lewis played well in this game. You know, they brought in Duke Johnson to start returning kicks. He had one really good kick return. I don't get five running backs in a football game. Naheem Hines is a punt returner. Duke Johnson is a kick returner. Taiwan Jones is a gunner. Devin Singletary is RB1. Delvin Cook is RB2. Whatever. It doesn't seem like the best use of your resources or your roster spots, especially when you're holding on to Jordan Poyer, who's been out now for three weeks. Is that right? Short-term IR is four. I don't know. Call me crazy. Tredavious White, not playing. They got guys on this roster that literally can't suit up. Can't get on the field. And we're putting five running backs out there. And because of that, you lose a guy like Isaiah Hodgins. Now, I'm not salty. However, I am doing a new series of podcasts on the Overreaction Sports Podcast that is uh, my own RSS, my own podcast feed. And I think I'm going to start on Wednesday doing a, sh a, a part of the program called the Hodgins Watch, <laughs> where we're just going to check in and see how Isaiah Hodgins is doing week to week. And he had a he had an okay game in a, in a Giants win today for a guy that's brand new to a football team. Good for him. But the Buffalo Bills come in struggling, you know, they come into this game struggling on defense and, a you know, a, a bit on offense. And in my opinion, outside of the first half, they continue to struggle a little bit in both areas in, in, in the second half. The, you know, the run game seemed to seemed to be, seemed to do well. I was watching back the highlights when I got home, and the run game, you know, De uh, Devin Singletary looked great in the first half. The run defense looked great in the first half. You know, Josh was hitting open receivers in the first, in the first half. You know, Josh, again, I said it earlier, you know, third and long, which we typically or traditionally have been calling third and Josh. You know, Josh was hitting those deep third 
passes, third down passes, and making first downs. They looked good. They looked really, really good in the first half. They looked like the Buffalo Bills of old. Old. The Buffalo Bills of a couple weeks ago. (laughs) Pre-second half Green Bay game. And then it all just kind of came back, right, in the second half. And what's interesting about this game, even as we set it up as a game that maybe the Bills don't have to win, you get a sense of urgency, which we felt from this team early in this game, even from the staff, and that they started Josh Allen. And maybe all of the concern over his elbow was a little bit overhyped by the media, by us, the fans, by those of us that are in content creation, being freaked out that he might not be able to play for a couple weeks. You know, I remember I said on one of my shows, there's the potential for him being out for the year. Is that worth one game? Do you are, do you go into it precautionarily or do you just throw caution to the wind and play him? Well, the Bills decided to play him and good. I'm glad they did. He looked good. But this game, no doubt, is going to just, it's going to bring out, and I fear it's going to bring out the worst in the mafia. And I don't really see what's going on in the comment section right now. I'm hoping you guys are getting along. But there's blaming going on, right, amongst Bill's Mafia. It's the defense's fault. It's the coaching. It's it's not either of their faults. It's Josh Allen's fault. It's this person's fault. It's this fault. It's that fault. It's everybody's fault. Or it's somebody's fault, and we're all not – none of us are going to agree. I've got people, like, un, like blocking me on Twitter, <laughs> which was I thought was funny. Somebody, somebody commented at me, and I went to respond, and they had blocked me, so they – commented and then it was weird but let the infighting begin i guess you know people crawl out of the woodwork to tell you you're wrong on twitter when the bills lose a football game i got i got people on in my twitter feed right now that have like four followers haven't tweeted in four months and they're tweeting at me to tell me that i'm wrong about one of my takes during the foot like in the middle of the game in the, in the heat of the game when i had an emotion and i just tweeted something out it's just funny, dude. Five followers, zero tweets, or whatever, in like the last four or five months. It's like they've been waiting for this moment. I'm just going to keep my Twitter handle open, and when the Bills suck for two and a half games in a row, then I'm going to rage tweet at people. I knew this team sucked. It's like, what is going on? Oh, I apologize to all the listeners. Everybody listening, whether you're watching me live now or uh, in podcast form, this is, <laughs> this is, I don't know where this show's going. <laughs> oh my gosh but like i said people want to blame the defense you know and, and the, de- the defense allowed 33 points to the vikings and frankly outside of that one drive that as i said earlier you know ended on the bills one they couldn't stop them when it mattered the vikings did kind of what they wanted to do in the second half as i look at the second half of this football game Vikings interception first first uh, possession of the second half then punt that's great we're looking good right touchdown touchdown turnover on downs end of half well they got the they got the touchdown uh, off the fum- the 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 fumble football by Josh Allen and then a field goal you know there were so many big drives that one the one of the downs turnover on downs is the one that they immediately in the next play Josh fumbled the snap touchdown touchdown effectively a touchdown field goal. You just can't. I mean, when you're when you're coming down to the wire in, in 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 a game like this, you've got your defense has to step up. And it's funny because in my notes, I've got 
big player step up was one of the notes I had. Big player step up in big moments. On that last drive that they got that touchdown off the, the Josh Allen fumble, there was a couple big sacks after the Bills had not gotten to Kirk Cousins all game. There was a couple big back, big sacks, including one by Von Miller. And then, like, immediately on third down, Kirk Cousins hit Justin Jefferson way down the field. And none of it mattered. You've got to make stops. And the Bills' defense just couldn't when it mattered in this football game. So there's people that want to blame the defense. There's people that want to blame coaching, and I can get on board with that. The coaching seemed to be strange at times, and then there's people that want to blame Josh. You know, he's leading the league right now with 10 interceptions. He's making bad decisions at bad moments in the game. There's times when he seems confused, and there's times when he seems rattled, including this game. He's not playing. I want to back up. So, And then there's moments that he takes over, right? So there's there was the sequence, I believe it was in overtime, where it was basically Josh Allen time. Josh just, just decides, I'm going to start running the football. And we love those moments where he takes the game over. So there's moments where he's showing flashes of being the most valuable player in the NFL. And then there's a whole group of moments where it's like, yeah, bro, this isn't great. And dejected Josh is getting a little bit old. And, and and every loss, seemingly, his dejection is a little bit stronger. This one, his post-game press conference was four minutes long. He sat there literally head slumped, barely looked up, short answers. And I think there's a culture around this team right now where they want to realize what they are, realize who they are, accept the mistakes that they make, correct them and move on versus kind of wallow in the mire. It'll be interesting to see where this week takes us. It'll be interesting to see if Steph and Vaughn and some of these guys begin to pick Josh up. Look, bro, pat him on the helmet. You're still our quarterback. Vaughn Miller said it. We still got the best quarterback in the league. I believe it. Do you believe it? I think Bill's Mafia believes it. People want to blame Josh, and I'm not here necessarily to blame anybody. It's This, this was a total team loss. There's times when the defense needed to pick Josh up. There's times when Josh needed to pick the defense up. And there's times when the coaching staff needed to help both. And they didn't. It was good to see the Bills come out early in this game and have a sense of urgency that we did not see against the Jets, especially early. Players were flying around on defense making plays. The Bills offense was in up-tempo often. It was great. The ball was coming out on time for Josh. It was coming out in rhythm. Yes, there's some plays where he's kind of designed and scheduled to roll out to his right or his left to allow plays to develop. But by and large, the ball was coming out in rhythm. It was coming out in time. It was great. Early on, you had to think that the Bills, you know, had solved the defensive issues, uh, especially up the middle as Dalvin Cook was getting swallowed up everywhere all over the field. And as I said, there was kind of the return of the third and Josh, which was great because I thought it was gone forever. Not that he couldn't do it. More of a sense of the fact that they just weren't going to call those plays. It was offense by design is now look to your right and throw the ball to the flat. Don't try to chuck it 14 yards downfield. But at the end of the day, that all of that that I'm talking about, all this suspense, all of this like buildup, all of these things that we're, we're chatting about, the good, the bad, the ugly, the ebbs and flows, the ups and downs, you know, that's why we watch the game. That's why we watch football. 
in this football game, there was three, there was three different moments where I was like, this is a great day. We've won this game. This game is over at least three times. And then I walk out of the stadium, pissed off to high heaven. Over losing a game that I felt like was in the bag three or four times. This football game is already being heralded by all kinds of media outlets as the game of the year already. And to me, it was just a ridiculous football game. <laughs> it's just maybe when I watch it back, it won't be tomorrow when I watch it back. When I, I mean, I'm going to watch it back tomorrow, but when I watch it back a third time or a second or third time by Wednesday, maybe I'll be like, man, this was a really good football game. But right now, I'm just not happy. This football game had no business being this close on the scoreboard. As you guys know, the Bills were up 17 points in the third quarter. I already talked about it. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Vikings are driving, and it's like, can the Bills, can this defense close this game out? Nope. As I said, sacks came when we feel like we really needed them. And just as they came, Kirk Cousins would hit a big pass. And there's moments that you begin to realize that, like, the the mistakes are beginning to pile up. It had that Miami Dolphins game feel where there was just like, oh, another mistake that's not great. Oh, another. And they're not huge mistakes, just, oh, another mistake. And that... And that fumbled snap on the goal line, I don't know what was going on there. I mean, literally was the – I know the ball was on the six-inch line, but the game plan was to literally the, – the play call was to just quarterback sneak it forward because that's what looked like they were trying to do. And it's a fluke. It's crazy fluky that Josh Allen drops that football. Like, he's never dropped that football. I think maybe he did with Kyle Van Roten, right, back up center. He's never dropped that ball with Mitch Morris. But why not hand the ball off? Why not drop back and throw a ball three yards down the field? I don't – major, you just set yourself up for – There was when that play happened, I turned around to Brian Belser behind me, who is uh, one of the dudes for the Worcester House Capital. I was like, what was the spread in this game, three and a half? Because it was about to be cut to three. I was like, what is going on? Or the Bills were about to go up by three if they'd scored – kicked a field goal. And you got to wonder, as much as like when you talk about infighting for, in Bills Mafia and you talk about people going back and forth and having opinions, how important is Tremaine Edmonds to this defense? Because all of the stats and all of the conversation that I gave you about the Bills defense in the second half, all of the bad happened when Tremaine went out. He, his loss in that, I like Terrell Dotson. I think Terrell is a great player. He's a lot of fun to watch on the football field. This defense misses Matt Milano when he's not in the lineup. 
this defense misses Tremaine Edmonds when he's not in the lineup. Tremaine Edmonds is very, very, very important. But just to kind of wrap up the game itself, I was I was confident even going into overtime. Josh, as I said, was having MVP moments even even after the even after the defense allowed him to go straight on the field. Was it a six minute, six and a half minute drive to kick a field goal? Josh was having MVP moments in their drive. I thought for sure that he was going to go straight down the field and kick a few, and, and score a touchdown. The game would be over. Right up to the very end, I was confident. It just wasn't meant to be in this football game. I need to find my beer trail read. Uh, give me what's your New York beer trail. Oh, I think right. That's Y, not WNY. WNY. So let's talk about our other show sponsor real quick, and then we'll get into the story of this football game. Um, I got to find my graphic. Two seconds. Boom. There it is. The brand new 2023 trail pass from Western New York Beer Trail is now available. It's this bad boy right here. This is the actual one, 2023. And I told you guys last week that it's like bigger. Oh, they're the same size. I was wrong. The 2023 pass is bigger and better than ever. And there's, I think it's bigger, meaning there's more stuff in here. Uh, and there's no better time to get ready for uh, for next year than right here, right now. The new pass features 53 area breweries, cideries, meaderies, and beers all over Western New York, while almost every stop still offers the second uh, or two half price beers. With your pass, there are several other offers available from select locations, such as discounts on flights, food, and merchandise. You can save over $400 with all the offers inside of this book, like a T-Bass field goal, you can't miss. And T-Bass did not miss today. The 2023 trail uh, pass and uh, and other beer trail items are available at our website, www.wnybeertrail.com. Just click on the shop tab. And now through November 15th, use the code THEVOICE15. So that ends in two days. So this is the 13th. It ends on the 15th, which is Tuesday. Uh, the Voice 15 to save on your uh, 15% of your entire order. This is the perfect way to start your holiday shopping early and even get yourself a little something. We at the Western New York Beer Trail are proud to support everything local, craft beer, small businesses, and local charities, including this year's show. Watch for our other meetups and fundraising events along the way. Western New York Beer Trail, drink local, support local. We'll see you on the trail. Do me a favor, jump over to westernnewyorkbeertrail.com and uh, grab the beer trail. Uh, you will not uh, regret it. It's There's a lot of great stuff inside of it. And uh, I think I kind of flipped through it. Whoopsies, I'm dropping the book all over the place. I, I flipped through it last week. It's actually got a map in here of all the places you can go. So like this, this thing is legit. So if you are a beer kind of sewer, which most people are, if you're into craft beers, and bougie beers and just different things like that. You want to get this thing. So jump over to uh, WNYBeerTrail.com. Get yourself the uh, the Beer Trail Pass. It comes with stickers, too. Apparently, they just fell out of my book. How about that? <laughs> dum, 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 Hey. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I'm, just, I'm, in, I'm in another world right now. Uh, stats real quick for this football game. Uh, the Vikings. Kirk Cousins was 30 of 50 for 357 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. Dalvin Cook, 14 for 119 and a touchdown, obviously, 81 of those 119 yards came on one play. Kirk Cousins was 6 of 12. He had that one great uh, QB scramble there towards the end of the game. Alexander Madison, 3 of 11. Justin Jefferson, 10 for 193 yards and a touchdown. Wow. Adam Thielen, who uh, was almost invisible. For, he was invisible for the first half of this game. They get his first pass that he dropped in the third quarter, and then they found him late, 5 of 49. 
Uh, TJ Hawkinson, 7-45, the tight end that came from the Lions. And then uh, KJ Osborne, 4-35, Delvin Cook, 3-27, Alexander Madison, 1-8. of eight. Sacks in the football game for the Vikings. De- uh, Daniel Hunter had one. So Darius Smith had one, and the two interceptions were by Patrick Peterson, as we already talked about. The Buffalo Bills in this game, Josh Allen was 29 to 43 for 333 or 330 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. Josh Allen led the team in rushing again, six for 84. A lot of those came in overtime. Uh, Devin Singletary, 13 for 47. A lot of his yards came in the first half. James Cook was five of 22, averaged 4.4 yards. I'm ready to see more James Cook. Isaiah McKenzie was one eight one for eighteen. He had the uh, the big jet sweep after the big catch that he had in the third quarter, I believe. I mean, it was second quarter. Duke Johnson two for four. Stephon Diggs twelve for one hundred twenty eight yards. Stephon Diggs had himself a pretty big day. Gabe Davis six for ninety three. Also had a big day. Dawson Knox four for fifty seven. Isaiah McKenzie four for thirty seven. Naheem Hines one for nine. Had a great energy or great I should say uh, great run after his catch. Khalil Shakir one for six. And then Devin Singletary, Devin Singletary had one pass thrown thrown his way. Did he catch it? Yeah, he had one catch, just no yards on it. Sacks for the Buffalo Bills. A.J. Epinesis, who I, who I thought I said, or I think I said already, had a. Uh, I thought he played really well in the in the Greg Rousseau's absence. Had a sack. Carlos Boogie Basham with a sack. Shaq lost one of the half that he split with, uh, uh, I believe, Von Miller. No, they gave Von Miller the whole sack, so he split that sack with Ed Oliver, it looks like. But uh, And then the interceptions came from Christian Benford, Benford and Dane Jackson, which was fantastic. So when you look at uh, the total game stats, I'll just give these to you really, really quick. Uh, Vikings, 481 total yards, built 40, Bills at 46. It was very, very evenly matched. 334 passing, Bills 311. Rushing yards, 147 to the Buffalo Bills, 175. And again, 81 of those rushing yards for the Vikings came on one play, which really, really turned the tide in this football game. Yards per play, Vikings 6.1, Bills 6.8. First downs, 24 to 29. Uh, the Bills led that one third down efficiency, 7 of 17 for the Vikings, 7 of 13 for the Bills, fourth down, 3 of 5 for the Vikings, 0 for 1. That's where Josh Young threw that interception. Total play 79 and 72 for the Bills. Sacks allowed 4 and 2, punts 3 and 3. Penalties, 7 for 64 uh, for the Vikings, 7 for 64. They didn't match them. Identical, 7 for 64 for the Bills. Bills had two fumbles lost, one by Devin Singletary and one by Josh Allen. And then both teams had two interceptions. And then this doesn't make sense. Time, oh, overtime. Time of possession, 35 minutes for the Vikings, 33 minutes for the Bills. So, yeah, let's let's do something here. Let's, I've got the dude awards coming at you. I've not done the Dude Awards in a couple of weeks. Um, again, you are listening to the Overreaction Post Game Show, and I'm going to jump into the reading of the tweets momentarily. But first, as you guys know, normally I do the Dude Awards, and effectively pe- people have their arrow up, arrow down, stand up, sit down, and I think is what Sal does, and just different things like that. The, for, for me, I do the Dude Awards, and what that amounts to is if a guy played good, it's a, dude, <laughs> you played really well, dude, great job. And the guy did not play good. It's dude. We got to talk. We got to. I need to see him office, bro. Like, dude, it wasn't good. So my first dude award goes to my, my good dude award goes to DeMar Hamlin. DeMar Hamlin, I thought, has been putting together a series of good games kind of in the absence of Jordan Poyer. Um, I don't want to go as far as to say that I feel like he could admirably fill in for Jordan if Jordan is not on this football team next year. But he gives me hope. DeMar is always around the ball. He's a sure tackler. 
uh, and he, he the game doesn't seem too big for him. And this game, again, DeMar made some splash plays. He clearly went at Dalvin Cook when he needed to. Um, I thought DeMar Hamlin played a very good football game. Uh, Matt Milano, second dude award. Matt Milano played very well. His presence was needed, and it was welcomed. It was good to have him back. He uh, snuck the gap a couple times on the outside and made tackles for losses. You know, Matt Milano is a freaking machine, and sometimes you got to just – this defense looks different without him, uh, and it looks different with him, and I'm glad he's 58 is on this football team. My third dude award goes to, previously mentioned, A.J. Epinesa, a couple block passes. Uh, he was just around the ball a lot in this football game. He really played well. Dude award, dude, 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 dude award. Uh, the first one's going to go to Josh Allen. Um, Josh, I need you. I love you. I love you, Josh Allen. I love you, Josh Allen. I love you, Josh Allen. I just need you to be better. Uh, I don't want to say much more than that. I, every, everything I need you to be is there, wrapped up inside that six foot six, 240-pound body. Um, I love every ounce of you. Um, I'm going to enjoy every moment of watching you play the good, the bad, the indifferent. Um, I don't ever want to see another quarterback take a snap behind this offensive line or any Buffalo Bills offensive line. As long as 17 is back there, we have a chance. Uh, you are the heart and soul of this football team. Um, and uh, I just I just I just need you to see that guy coming across the middle last several games in a row you've missed the guy coming across the middle coming working back towards the football uh so clearly there's a there's a, a notice out for defenses that when josh allen is running or flanking to his right to begin to work back across the middle because the ball's going to come uh and uh, josh has gotten caught a couple times including in this football game so please josh do me a favor please just do a little bit better on that uh the defense my my, my next dude down dude award goes to the defense the defense makes one stop that's not on the Buffalo Bills one-yard line in the second half the Bills win this game. You can blame Josh Allen all you want. You can blame interceptions all you want, but we talk about it on the show a lot. Quarterbacks throw interceptions. Running backs fumble the football. Wide receivers drop passes. Quarterbacks are going to throw interceptions. The defense is paid the way that it is. We brought in Von Miller. That defensive line is crazily paid. Crazily is crazily a word. I know there's injuries, but that defense has got to make a stop. My second down dude award is literally the defense. They've got to come up big one of those times. And then the last one is Ken Dorsey. I don't know what's going on in the second half. The play calling just seems. People can disagree with me on this point if you want. I, I, I would encourage you to. Like, go ahead. Feel free to disagree with me on Ken Dorsey. But when Stefan Diggs is talking about the play calling in his press conference, and he's not calling out Ken Dorsey. He's just talking about the calls that are played or the, the plays that are called. And he says, we've got to find a way just to go out and execute and make something happen on the plays that are called. To me, that says that the plays that are being called might not be the plays that they want or the plays that they feel are good moments or whatever, however you want to fill that narrative. I need Ken Dorsey to be better in the second half. I need Ken Dorsey right now to be better, period. And I don't know how to say it other than that. So those are my due towards. Uh, good, Demar Hamlin, Matt Milano, AJ Epinesa, down due towards Josh Allen, the whole defense, and then Ken Dorsey. Got another super chat for you before I read the tweets. <clears throat> Peyton Plays says JA17 is on pace for like 20 red zone turnovers, dude, <laughs> bro. <laughs> I think I'm just gonna let Carmen do. It. For everybody, his name's Carmen, by the way. Peyton is Carmen. I'm gonna let Carmen do this show one day because <laughs> Peyton is just dialed in. That was perfect. <laughs> Pays for 20, 20 interceptions, dude. Bro, we got to talk. <laughs> it's so hysterical. Sorry, everybody. I'm just laughing. <sighs> so with that, 
ladies and gentlemen, those of you that are still up in this room uh, here this late in the evening, uh, which what we're 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 a couple minutes early. We're doing good. We're doing really good. I got through a I got through a billion I got through a billion tweets. I got two minutes left in the show. There's the better part of three hundred people watching me live right now. Uh, we got Jets fans in the room. That's weird. I'm gonna kill a couple minutes here. Long uh, Eric Qua, uh, Quoke says, "Long way to go, but Bills now have to play Kansas City again or in Kansas City again." Amanda's in the room. She says Scott's in here somewhere. He says hi. Hi Scott. Good to see you, buddy. Jets fans are in. Like, I wonder how many of these people are Jets fans. Larry James Sauce owns the division. Okay. <laughs> If you say so. Apparently, we're getting trolled. Peyton Play says uh, it's nice when the trade works for both teams. This is just overtime now, ladies and gentlemen. In case you're wondering what's going on. Da, 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 da. Oh, there's some Viking fans in the room. Nice, welcome, welcome to all the Viking fans. Welcome to all the Jets fans. Welcome to uh, all the fans of other teams who are trolling the Buffalo Bills right now. The season's not over yet. Don't get too high on yourself. Don't get too high on yourself, Toten. Who says Skull? Uh, let's read this one. Uh, Inchon GM. I don't even know what that means. Josh Allen is a beast and continues to be a beast. Y'all are having some off games, but I have full confidence in the, the Bills can pull it out. It's a good football team. I'd love to know who you're a fan of. Appreciate the uh, appreciate the the the, uh, the comment there. Uh, they're going to wrap this thing up. I don't. I don't know. This might be going south. Oh, there's Scott. What's up, Scott? Scott says hello. So I don't read the comments very often, but uh, I had a couple extra minutes and I'm uh, killing time. But now we are officially over time. Uh, um, <laughs> Amanda says I have a lot of fans tonight. Just tonight? They won't be my fans tomorrow? That's sad. It is what it is. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been tuned into the overreaction Buffalo post game show brought to you by the market dominator team on the Buffalo rumblings vidcast network. My name is Joe Miller. You can find me on Twitter at Joe Miller wired. It is so good to have every single one of you. I appreciate you all. I love you. I promise you, this is me promising you bills mafia. Good things are coming for this football team. What do we know? I've already talked about it. What do we know about this football team? This football team starts out hot. They, they catch a lull in the middle of the season, and then they get hot again at the end. That's going to happen. So then it's just a matter of getting into the tournament. And once they get into the tournament, everybody, it's a one-game round for each <clears throat> for each round. It's one game. And I believe that they are still the best team in the AFC. I still believe they're the best team in football. They just got to. Knock out the nonsense, for lack of a better term, so or lack of a better phrase. So do yourself a favor. Go into Monday, go into Tuesday, go into Wednesday, uh, feeling good about yourself, feeling good about this football team. we got the Browns coming in. It's a get-right game. Yes, they're going to have to do some work to, to stop Nick Chubb, but for all intents and purposes, uh, that's a game they can win to get back on the right side of winning. And from there, let's just string eight, wing, eight wins together. Season's halfway over. The season, the NFL 2022 NFL season is halfway over. Let's start stringing some wins together. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining me for the Market Dominator, for the Western New York Beer Trail, and Tom, who was actually at the game today. Didn't get to catch up with him. Uh, appreciate you guys. Love you guys. Tomorrow, uh, 8 o'clock, the John, Off Tackle with John Fina show. Then after that, Buffalo Late Night with Thomas DeLoss. DeLoss sorry. Uh, Tuesday, Code of Conduct. Wednesday, Humpty Hotline. Thursday, Buffalo Nerd and Three Man Rush. By the way, for those of you that are college fans, Three Man Rush is a new college program that's on Thursdays with Jerry Ostrowski and uh, Colt and Sarah, and then Friday, Food for Thought. So talk to you guys soon. Love you guys. Joe Miller Wired.
on Twitter. Come find me. Come follow me. Come interact with me. Love you guys. Take it easy. Go Bills. to do's, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. 